It's a little exciting when the children are fighting, but they've got to abide by the playground rules. Okay, we are back. Welcome to Playground Rules with me, your co-host, Herb, and your other co-host, Arik. Hey, man. So, how you doing? We uh, we watched some basketball this week together. Yeah, we finally got to see a game together. Do yeah, we want to go straight wild. into it? I feel like we always go on some sort of digression, like a little kind oh, of warm-up chat before this we will be dig a right into the basketball. Okay. <laughs> digress away my friend <laughs> well it's it is basketball related but um i told you i was gonna do this and i'm gonna do it with no prep you know no preamble so uh so we met at a at a local watering hole that we used to meet quite often at um yeah. to watch this game and the game Should we, we give them a shout was, out nah oh yeah go they for don't it. give us they any will. money <laughs> that's true they don't, they don't care they're not helping us they've probably given you a lot of free drinks uh they're pretty cheap it's not like our other watering hole yeah, they've get, have you spent all the money we won in trivia yet? Um, everything that I can spend. I definitely had some coupons expire because I had so many of them because <laughs> we're really good at trivia. <laughs> we are really good at trivia. In case you all couldn't tell, we're kind of nerds. Uh, so we went to watch this game, and it was a Celtics uh, v. Cavs game. And it would have been the big Isaiah Thomas game, but it wasn't. Uh, no, that was the day I, before. That was the day before, and he didn't play on this uh, this game. We, we might get into that, but... Uh, we got a little crew together, uh, and I, they were actually kind of a medium-sized crew, I'd say, maybe six or seven people. Yeah, we had a, let's see, there was me, there was my brother, there was, yeah. uh, I'm not going to say their names out loud. No, but there was your landlord. My landlord was there, yeah, nice guy. I consider him a friend first. He's a, he's a oh, good okay, guy. Okay, well, yeah. that's great. Then there was your brother's co-worker. Yes, uh, two was... of his co-workers. Oh, two of his co-workers, you're right. And, and then there was, was our friend. couple friend, yeah. With his wife. This is, like, riveting listening for the, the people <laughs> Well, anyway, the point of all this is that you showed up in, uh, you know, you own a lot of uh, Celtics-related clothing. I do. Uh, but what you chose to wear on this particular evening was your number 11 Kyrie Irving jersey. And yeah, well, I as gave you, you quite a bit of... You gave me a lot of flack. So I did. Arik is, like, kind of like a sports hipster. <laughs> it's, like, the equivalent of, like, you can't say, like, uh, you know... Ark is like the kind of guy that's like, oh, you know, actually the first Neutral Milk Hotel album is better than whatever. Just for the record, I do was. not believe what you just said. <laughs> but you are that type of person. You have kind of Maybe. pretentious opinions that make you seem smarter and more interesting than you actually are. Would you agree with that? <laughs> <laughs> I actually think that I have quite lowbrow taste often, but... Um... Uh, I think I have a, a mix, but even that saying that sounds extraordinarily pretentious. So, so the uh, thing is, like, Ark is one of these people who, when he's a fan of, like, a, a team, like, if he was a fan of the uh, 2000 Lakers, he wouldn't have had a Kobe Bryant or a, a Shaq jersey, because that would have been too obvious. He would have had, uh, you know... This is actually a really interesting question. Who on the 2000 NBA Lakers roster? Are we talking 99-2000 or 2000-2001? Let's say 2000-2001. All right. So I'm going to pull up the roster. Who would I have purchased a jersey? I, I should mention I am not a fan of the Lakers. So this is a little bit tricky. You would have and had AC, challenge... AC Green. He wasn't even on the team that year. Yeah, he was. He's the only guy that won a ring with Kobe and Magic. I'm literally looking at the roster right now. Well, I think you, Are you thinking of 99 
2000. Maybe it was 99-2000, yeah. Because I'm looking at 2001, and he was not on the roster. So Well, okay, so he's off the list. What else we got? Yeah. We got so, okay, so Kobe Bryant, out. Derek Fisher, out, because he's, wow, what a dirty player. But did, uh, did he have that reputation back then? Uh, in 2000, that's a good question. Okay, so maybe, maybe not. Greg Foster, no, absolutely not. Uh, Rick Fox, mm, mm, a little too greasy. I have his uh, uh, autograph in my room right now. Oh, that's cool. Devin George, eh, Horace Grant, Ron Harper. I might have been, I, okay, I don't like Robert Ory at all, but... Ooh, it's not. It's kind of slim pickings. I could see you with the Horace Grant one, to be honest. Horace Grant is maybe the best choice here. I mean, it's really about you know. For reference, you know, we've mentioned on the show on almost every episode that I am a Seattle fan. I have a uh, Seattle Seahawks uh, jersey that I did not buy. It was uh, I won it in a contest, and I won it in a contest in San Francisco, which made me really happy because they really, really wanted to buy someone a 49ers jersey, and then they had to buy a Seahawks jersey, and mm-hmm. it made me super happy. But I. I, you know I don't have a Russell Wilson jersey. Do you remember whose jersey I have? Yeah, it's someone whose name I don't even remember. <laughs> you got all the cred, Arik, all the cred for being... No, I have a Cam Chancellor jersey. Cam Jan- Chancellor, okay. Because I love Cam Chancellor. Uh, so, And your brother, by the way, is the same as me. Uh, he, he is to an extent, and I am to an extent as well. I, I was rocking my Avery Bradley shirt last year. Yeah, so I gave you a lot of flack at the time, but then I realized later that I needed to ask you a very important question. Okay. Which was, and I've, I asked you this in person, but I'm going to ask you again on the podcast, which is, when did you buy that jersey? Which is, the answer is, the, the pretty much the day that he signed. Yeah, so I think that's 100% legitimate. Yeah. Because you were just really, really, really excited. I was, you know? I, I, I don't feel like, I, I, I am sort of on your side as much as I was just giving you flack, like I do think it's cool to wear shirts and jerseys. It's a deeper cut, you know. It's like yeah. it, it, it's like if you're a fan, if you meet someone and they tell you you're a huge, fan, they're a huge fan of a band that you are also a fan of, and then they tell you that their favorite song by that band is the biggest hit the band ever had. It does not mean they're not a fan. It does not mean they're not legitimate. You can still have a good time talking with them. But I know that for one second you're going to be like, huh. <laughs> of course, you know what I mean because it's just like the nature of sports the... and music are entirely different. But I see, of, co- of course. But there's nothing wrong with being a huge fan. I, listen, I love Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just like, also, you know what it is? Actually, you're right. It's not like music because what it is is you go if you go to a game or you go to a bar where there's going to be a lot of people who love the team. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone there is going to be wearing that Russell Wilson number three jersey. It's true. Yeah. Right, and I just like to do something. I like to mix it up a little bit. It's not that I think there's anything wrong with having that jersey for a random person. I was judging you because I know that you know. I bet you could name the entire active roster of the Boston Celtics right now. I definitely could. Yeah, and so like I'm just judging you because I know that you have guys on that team you love that are you know that get less jersey love, and it's just I like to see the you know the Aaron Baines of the world. I'm not saying that would be your choice, but. I like to see the kind of like, you know, and actually to be honest with you, if I was going to get a Celtics jersey, I'd probably get this uh, this Turkish rookie just cuz I I think that's cool. But uh uh why am I not seeing him on the list? Is he not? Are you talking about there? um the guy that they traded oh, to Cleveland? Oh, he's on the Cavs. Yeah. He's on the Cavs now. Ante Zizic? No, I'm actually talking about Chetty Osman. Oh yeah, he's also, done, yeah. Who's also on the, <laughs> on the Cavaliers. <laughs> but I don't know if it's 
I feel like it's either, I feel like his name is actually Jetty Osman, but I'm trying to figure this out. Hey, yeah, some, some fan, definitely get a shirt. Uh, my point is that I just would expect you, I was just surprised that you, what you had was a Kyrie Irving jersey, because usually, you know, you're not rocking the Tom Brady jersey, you know what I mean? That's true. I just feel like, uh, but I would rock a Tom Brady jersey. No, there's nothing wrong with rocking the Tom Brady jersey. Again, there's nothing wrong with loving Tom Brady if you're a, if you're a Patriots fan, mm-hmm. right? I just think that it's like more interesting to have more diversity of jerseys. I I agree. I'm also pro diversity, and uh, shame on you for implying that I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you're, basically, you're a sports racist. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, I just like you know. <laughs> uh, I I think as anyone could understand, like my degree of excitement when it was announced that Kyrie Irving would be a Celtic was like, yeah, it was like a 7,000 out of 10. I was so excited. And you know what? The other thing too is that, is that, listen, you could also have had a Gordon Hayward and you don't, right? Yeah. And he's equally as, as big a star. It's just Kyrie Irving Uh, is Gordon Hayward is not equally as big a star as Kyrie Irving. Ah, he was, it was equally as big a free agent signing. A lot of people think he's the best player. In, In terms of basketball value. Yes. In terms of of actual like fame, like, well, okay, because because Gordon Hayward's been on the Utah Jazz the last billion years, and yeah. Kyrie Irving's been in the finals. But my point, I was actually trying to make a complimentary point, but you had to get pedantic with it. Uh, and my point was that Kyrie, it, your team getting a superstar is always exciting. Mm-hmm. But if LeBron got traded to your team, besides the fact that you don't like LeBron mm-hmm. because of historical basketball rivalry, he's just not your kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like you wouldn't be—you'd be happy that the Celtics had LeBron because it means you're going to win. I'd but, be psyched, yeah, yeah. But you wouldn't be running out to get a LeBron jersey because he's just not—he's not a guy you want to rep. You're not going to be—you're not Team LeBron. But I feel like Kyrie Irving is absolutely 100% a Herb player. Yes, he absolutely yeah. is. He's aloof. Yeah, he's weird, thoughtful, conspiracy minded, conspiracy minded. He's very entertaining. And uh, yeah. I love his game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, we all have our, you know, my uh, my my fiance's uncle likes to make fun of me all the time. He's a he lives in Germany and he's a Warriors fan because they're the best team. Yeah. And his favorite player on the Warriors is Clay Thompson. Respectable. And respectable. Absolutely. My favorite player on the Warriors is Sean Livingston. Correct, and he likes to make fun of me all the time about that. He will. He has so many. Th- he's like, how many points did uh, Livingston score last night? Uh, how many how many rebounds did Livingston have last night? You know. Does he call him Al and- Livingston? Because <laughs> you just did. <laughs> no, that was you misunderstood me. You misheard me. You were making I fun said, of him. Ah, I said ah. Oh, I how see. How many points I does see, uh, Livingston have? You know, and so yeah, you know, he constantly makes fun of me about this Livingston thing, and I've of course he knows that that. I'm not saying Livingston is the best player on the Warriors. I'm he's the one he's that you like the best, player. yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, um, so so I totally get it. I just, you know, I was giving you a hard time. But I thought I would give you an opportunity to uh, – I thought it would be, be an interesting discussion. And I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just, just to make my final point on it is I think uh, – I, I understand – I don't know. The, the Celtics hadn't had a player like – it was like when Garnett's got traded to the Celtics, you know, like, and transformative. Yeah, a transformative superstar player coming into your franchise is is really really exciting. And did I ever Very own a Garnett jersey? No, I didn't. Yeah, no. but 
I, I was just so excited with the Kyrie thing because it felt, I, I don't know, it felt like our rebuild was still, you know, I don't know. I just, I just, <laughs> I love Kyrie Irving. Well, has anyone, I mean, it's really pretty unheard of to, to be sort of in a uh, long-term build situation. I would not categorize the Celtics at this point as a rebuild, but in a long-term build situation and to uh, get a superstar whose timeline r- lines up with the rest of your team. Yeah, I'm hard-pressed to remember uh, quite something happened. like this. Yeah, 25-year-old superstars. and honestly, Except for uh, Kevin Durant signing with the Warriors. Well, but that was a signing. Yeah, that's true. A trade right. like this, I, yeah. It's, a it's trade? This had never happened. Essentially unprecedented. We both agree, right, that the... Well, take take put, take off your Celtics hat for a moment. Okay. We both agree that, that they should not have traded Kyrie, right? The Cavs? Yeah. Yeah, it was... Uh, well... Like why do that trade? I guess it depends on what they really... I think they were kind of hedging their bets by by acquiring talent that they felt like would more or less uh, be equivalent to what uh, they got out of Kyrie. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, Isaiah, and we'll talk more about Isaiah in a second because he's one of our topics, but he, he looked really good in their first game. And uh, uh, Jay Crowder, um, I think they thought they were going to get a little bit more out of him, but he hasn't been bad. And then I think they really thought they were looking to the future with that pick and I mean, Ante Zizic was just kind of like filler, but you know, I think maybe they thought he had some some high upside and some potential. Right, but you trade. Why do you trade Kyrie? The Kyrie supposedly wanted out because he wanted a bigger challenge, mm-hmm. and he wanted out because he heard they were shopping him around. Mm-hmm. Right. So first of all, why were they shopping him around? But second of all, you LeBron is either going to leave or stay, right? Well, yes, but that could. That could definitely be impacted by the state of the team at the end of this year. Right, but they've been to three straight finals, and mm-hmm. there's no indication they're not going to go to a fourth one mm-hmm. at the moment. I mean, it could happen, but they the path looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. So LeBron's either going to leave or stay at the end of the year. If he leaves, then Kyrie gets what he wants, which is that bigger challenge, and probably any desire he has to leave just fades away. Uh, if he I think you're, stays, I think you're taking you that trade him. that as as a a very black and white statement. Yes, it would have been a, a challenge to have stayed in Cleveland if LeBron had left, but it's also a really dysfunctional organization, and I think he wanted to get out of that. I think, I think there was a craving on his part for just like a, a, ch- a change of scenery. You know, I don't. I, I think it was a little more nuanced than oh, he just wants things to be harder. No, no, no. I'm not talking about from Kyrie's perspective. Uh-huh. I understand what you're saying about Kyrie's perspective. I understand why Kyrie wanted to leave. I am saying that we are now in an era where uh, teams panic the moment a guy is a little unhappy. And, I mean, Kobe wanted to leave and then won two titles. Michael wanted to leave. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Players wanted to leave teams for any number of reasons. Players are, are thinking a certain way. And the team said, cool story, you know? And uh, well, and the alternative is that you end up like the, the Oklahoma City Thunder, who got nothing for Kevin Durant. No, 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 no. If he had, if if Kyrie could have walked at the end of the year, then that's a completely different conversation. So but you're saying they should have waited until next year to trade him? Yes, because at that point they will have certainty on what LeBron's going to do. Yeah, I, I I see what you're saying, and the market would still be there for Kyrie next year. I, there's no. <laughs> I agree. The mark will definitely be there for Kyrie next year, um, and I do agree that uh, if I was uh, was who ended up trading him, was it Altman or Griffin? I think it was Colby Altman. I think it was 
Colby Altman, although it was kind of in that depth. I mean, a lot of this is because they had no GM, right? But, yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of it was Colby Altman, I think. Anyway, if, if it had been me, I probably wouldn't have made that trade. Um, yeah. yeah. But I, if I was the GM of the Cavs, I'd do a lot of things differently. <laughs> uh, I just don't think it's yeah, the craziest thing in the world, our, you know? If I, we were the what's GM that? segment. Oh, this week on our If We Were the GM segment, which needs a cleverer name. Yeah, I like I love it. If you were yeah. the GM, well, I don't have a good one prepared, so we'll we'll save it for next week. We don't have to do it every yeah. week. But if I was the GM of Cleveland, Kyrie Irving would still be a calf. LeBron James would be riding the pine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would have been much more interesting for them to trade LeBron. Basically impossible, but Yeah. Ooh. There's there's there are interesting schools of thought on that. The whole idea that like you you can't when you have the best player uh in in decades playing on your team you really can't under any circumstances trade them you know a lot of people feel that way about it and i i think but there's he, something but he's he said unwilling that. to commit to being there he won't commit to being there and i feel like the return you can get for lebron must be so huge right yeah i mean what would i mean oh, what would a team realistically give up to get lebron i mean it it, it it's interesting even it's if interesting. at this point it's just a half a season i think he's still yeah, yeah if you're renting him like a you're still especially if you're in the east yeah. It's a guarantee that you're going to the finals, and if you're in the West, it might be a guarantee you're winning the title. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, if you're if you're a, if you're a franchise that has not won in a in a long time or ever. Oh man, you know? could you imagine if you took like a kind of a middling team and just threw LeBron on there? Like how that would change their fortune? Like if you put him on the Jazz, all of a sudden yeah, they're a title contender. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd actually love to see that happen, but it's not going to. I'd love to see it happen too. It'd be so easy to root for LeBron if he actually did something like that. If he was on right? Utah, but he's not going to. We know, like, he's going to go to LA or or. People are saying maybe Houston. That would be crazy. Holy moly! Oh God, I really hope that does not happen. Ugh, man, it would be ugly over there. But oh my lord, at least he'd be in the love West. Some Chris Paul. <laughs> yeah. What if he went to Oklahoma City and just destroyed my life for? I just don't see him doing that. Like, how, you know, I don't think, I don't think another superstar really wants to play with the Russell Westbrook. Although, who knows? We're going to end up back in a six-team league again. Yeah. God, let's hope not. <laughs> Lord. Maybe you should go to Atlanta. Oh. <laughs> really show you got what it takes. <laughs> What's the worst team he could go to? He goes to Charlotte. He just wants to, you know, team up with MJ. He goes to Charlotte. <laughs> MJ unretires. Ooh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. That would be... I don't know if he legally can. Because you cannot legally anymore. Did you know that it's now not legally possible? By legally, I mean, you know, collectively. By the rules of the, the league, yeah. By the rules of basketball to be a player coach. Yeah, I think that's weird. I think it's really weird, and I wish it wasn't true, because you know some dumb organization would have tried it. And and honestly, there are so few coaches that matter in the NBA. Like, if if, if some franchise that has one of these, like, coaching carousel coaches just did it, oh, man, that'd be fun. You know, there are players who are almost de facto player coaches. Totally. Um, totally. I sort of wish it was allowed. I don't, I don't think it's as it's not as ridiculous as being the coach and the GM. No, not at no. all. Not even not at all. Not even a little bit. And like, even if you, especially if you had assistants that were helping with the play drawing, and you weren't doing the video research or anything like that. There was that Jackie McMullen uh, article that came out about uh, Kyrie this week that was very good. It and was really good. He talked about uh, in the article. He's kind of quoted as saying like it. One of the uh, things that he had to adjust to coming to Boston is he when he was in Cleveland he could basically go back in games anytime he wanted (laughs) (laughs) and now he's got a coach that's like watching his minutes so it's 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 interesting you know how much control you know again it's not a black and white thing uh 
it's in, in degrees, but in, in some cases, players have a lot of sort of control over that stuff. And, it's crazy. I read that whole article, and I don't remember that part. Well, maybe you should have uh, just just read it without having uh, some reality TV on in the background, or <laughs> however it is that you consume your media. It was kind of a... Uh, I had to read it in multiple chunks. I didn't get a, a one solid piece of time to read it. Should we, uh, should we take a look at some of these topics? Yeah, we can't meander, and we're already 20 minutes in, so let's get to it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the, as, if people who are, are close listeners of our podcast might know, we're uh, uh, big fans of the G League. Not oh. watching it, really just as an idea. <laughs> the, and the marketing. And the marketing. Uh, the best named team in the entire G League is the Delaware 87ers. Who are the G League affiliate for the Philadelphia 76ers. I just, yes. yeah, we love that name. Um, they had a Nickelodeon night, and uh, I, I highly, highly encourage people to look at this because I'm going to attempt to describe it, but it really it needs to be seen to be believed. They, for their Nickelodeon night, they wore these alternate uniforms that basically are like a SpongeBob cosplay. Like, the the top of the jersey kind of just looks like a sponge, and then the bottom of it looks like uh, Spongebob's uh, pant and shirt. And, uh, man, it's like, it's the kind of thing where it's like, it's so ugly that it comes around into being, like, really good looking. Like, it is, it's sort of hideous and ridiculous, but it's so much so that it's, it's might be the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I just found a picture of a player in this actual jersey. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna paste it into the uh, the chat for you, but it is. I watched as a, amazing. I even watched a little bit of footage of one of the games. And yeah, oh really? Yeah. With them wearing this? Exactly. Yeah. It is. You, you know, it's crazy because it, he really looks like he's sagging. If you remember that, if people folks remember that term. I don't remember what that means. Where it's... your pants are down. Oh sure, yeah. But it's just the weird way this. Uh, this jersey, it it's. I mean, we're gonna put links in the show notes. If you haven't seen it, you'll all be able to see it. But it is, it is, it is so unbelievably awful. Wasn't there I, wasn't there absolutely. a minor league baseball team that did something similar a few years ago, where it was like a Rugrats theme or something like that? I I like uh, pop culture references and alternate jerseys, especially as like a one off thing. What a great idea! You are correct. It was incredible memory there. It was the Baltimore Orioles minor league Frederick Keys Rugrats uniform. Mm-hmm. It was holy moly. That is also really, really great. I don't remember what they looked like, but I, I, I remember thinking it looked awesome at the time. It does look awesome. I'm quite a fan of it. Also, that's oh my god. They dressed up like uh, Chucky, right? <laughs> which is, Every, I mean, everybody's ooh. favorite Rugrat Chucky. That is just. I honestly, I think that the Rugrats one is kind of better, but it, it's easier for baseball stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but they look like they're wearing pajama pants, and I mean, whew, that is that is wonderful. So yeah, let's we say you're you Delaware eighty seveners. You're the GM of the hypothetical Seattle SuperSonics, and you're about to pioneer a pop culture reference night uh, for your team. What do you? What would you do? Give me, paint me a picture. What do you think? Would oh, be so fun? if I was going to do a a pop culture based Seattle, so I'm the I'm the G League GM. I'm not the Sonics GM, right? That doesn't matter. This is a hypothetical, but 
Okay, I'm the GM of a basketball team that wants to put butts in seats with a ridiculous pop culture related jersey. Now. Mm-hmm. And it's Seattle. I mean, the, the obvious choice. I'm not going to go deep cut on this. I'm not going to try to. I'm going to be different than the beginning of the segment. The obvious choice here is some sort of flannel and ripped jeans based look, right? Like a grunge night. Yes, Kurt Cobain jersey. Is that obvious though? I mean, I feel like that's just kind of like. It's too '90s. I mean, it's too long ago. I just yeah. Do you do Grey's Anatomy? I mean, what do you do? I mean, when you're, first of all, it doesn't have to be. It's not like SpongeBob has anything to do with Delaware. It doesn't have to be specific. But nothing has anything to do with Delaware. <laughs> Ouch! To all our <laughs> Delaware listeners, I apologize. It's a, it's a wonderful state. I'm in Delaware. Huh. Uh, <laughs> the, okay, uh, so I just anything I want, but it's pop culture related. Yeah. Not Seattle specific. Yeah, and, and, and I, I, I'm going to be critical. I mean, this is just an exercise and fun, and I hope that you're you're enjoying it. But at the same time, if you do something that kids are going to be like, what the heck is that? I'm going to be critical. Okay. We could go gender bending, put them in like, you know, some like Lady Gaga or, uh, you know, something like that. You yeah, because NBA uh, problems would have no, NBA players would have no problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh,. Well, okay, I mean, it's, hmm, I can have them all wear giant clocks like Flava Flav. Uh, also potentially problematic. Yeah, I guess that's that's pretty true. Flava Flav, oof. Uh, do you have a suggestion for this? Man, I mean. Ooh, Craig Sager night. I think there's a thousand ways you can go with it, you know? I mean, like an obvious thing would be like like take a like do a Toy Story night and everyone look like Woody or Buzz, you know? To uh, yeah, Pixar is big, yeah, yeah, something like that, something that is a beloved cultural institution. Star Wars, Star Wars. Maybe you get a little silly with it. You do like a Seinfeld night, Superman. You know, I mean, like superhero. Ooh, kind of superheroes. Thing. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, could do like a. <laughs> it would be really confusing, but you could do like a Guardians of the Galaxy thing where every player had a different one. Yeah, I was thinking about that for like the superhero one when you said that too. I just feel like that'd be so confusing for those poor players. But I guess if, well, it, if one side all was the all other white, team would all be wearing one thing. Yeah. Just don't throw it to the guys in white. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, I guess the, the they would be in they'd be the home team. So don't throw it to the guys in yellow or whatever you know color. Just make sure you don't choose a color that has that the opposing team has. I mean, it can't be worse than some of these alternate jerseys. I mean, you know. Like the the some of the Wizards jerseys, the alternate ones, like or remember that old uh, gold shorts Wizards alternate. Oh God, yeah, that was really I mean, really hideous. Yeah, so it there are there are plenty of uh, awful awful examples of. Um, I I honestly don't understand why this kind of thing hasn't been explored already, because. Mm. The only point of alternate jerseys is to sell more jerseys, right? Right. So, why not? Oh, like... what about Harry Potter? Oh, that's that is a fantastic idea, Ark. Finally, Thank you. fantastic. Thank you. It took me a while to get there. People love Harry Potter. They do. They they really truly do. They love that little wizard. Um, they do. <laughs> yeah, they sure do. All I... right, I, that's my final. That's my. Harry Potter night. Okay, I'm going to stick yeah. with the Toy Story night because, as you know, Toy Story 3 is one of my favorite movies ever made. We did just discuss this very recently. I learned this for the first time. Yeah, I just wish I could get you to watch it. <sighs> I'm sure I'll watch it at some point. It's I'm not opposed to watching it. I just, you know, 
There's a lot of things that need to be watched. Forget a limited amount of time. To forget watch. Terminator Two, which is also crazy that you haven't seen. <laughs> Toy Story that is true. Yeah, Toy Story Three is like it's an important film. All right. Well, have you watched the Planet of the Apes films yet? Not no. I mean, I'm a busy guy, dude. But I've got yeah, them. Yeah, there you go. They're in my possession. Yeah. So if I had, if I owned Toy Story Three, you would feel better. I would just keep harassing you about watching yeah, it. That's right. Right. But you don't. It's not like you told me. Like I said, hey, I'm thinking about getting this like box set of all the Planet of the Apes movies, Should and I it's like it? twenty bucks. You know, yeah. It's not like you were like, oh, you have to watch this movie, and you would not say that they're amongst your favorite films of all time. No, I do love them though. Yeah, so yeah. it's different, Arik. All right, all right, Arik. It's, it's little, different. It's a little bit. <laughs> Uh, uh, should we move on? Okay. Yeah, so... Like 32 uh, minutes. <laughs> Jeez. So the uh, All-Star Returns uh, came in. Yeah, the first votes, yeah. Yeah, this is actually probably a little bit of old information, but uh, it's it's interesting. Um, to my point about Kyrie's level of fame, for the guards in the East, he's already got 802,000 votes. The next highest, DeMar DeRozan with 259,000. So you got to be feeling pretty good if you're Kyrie Irving right now. Kyrie Irving has more votes than Joel Embiid, more votes than Porzingis, more votes than Durant or Curry. Yeah, no one, no one in the West is above eight hundred thousand, and there's three players in the East that are above eight hundred thousand. Yeah, Giannis, I mean, LeBron, it, and Kyrie. It's completely wild to me, but he is the third highest vote getter. Vote getter. Period. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty yeah. crazy. But um, let's say hypothetically that this bears out. Our yeah. starting front court in the East would be uh, Giannis, LeBron, and Joel Embiid, and then the back court would be Kyrie and Demar Derozan. In the West, you'd yeah. have uh, Durant, Davis, Cousins, with a back court of Curry and Harden. Yeah, I think that'd be a pretty fun All Star game. Yeah, I mean it's not going to matter because they're doing this. This is the first year they're doing this uh, choose squads thing. Right? Oh right, yeah. So none of this matters. Oh, but uh, I'm excited for that. You don't like that? I guess so. Like they're trying to make people more engaged in the All Star game, and I feel like doing yeah, the this will make sucks. Yeah, the All Star game is always terrible, but I don't think people are uninterested because of the way the teams are constructed. People are disinterested because there's no consequence. You know, like I wish. You know, I don't know why they stopped doing it, but in the MLB, the result of the All Star game determined. Oh, no, that was awful. I love that. No, that was so dumb. That was so so dumb. Because here's the problem with that. The World Series was being influenced by a game where the teams were not really trying. I hear what you're saying, but don't you think if you were on the NBA All-Star team and you had a chance to get potential finals home court advantage, you'd play your ass off? You're telling me, I mean, like, LeBron, who phones it in every year at the All-Star game, like he wouldn't be playing like a maniac? It's easier in the NBA because players have much more control over the outcome of the game so the problem with the mlb one was that managers felt this pressure to play everyone Mm -hmm. and so and only at the end of the game were they really trying and by that point god only knows who was actually in and every team has to have an all-star and all these like weird things about baseball so in basketball it would be more possible um, especially if they were to say allow the players to you know sub themselves in or something like Mm -hmm. that Um, they've tried doing it with money the problem is these people make so much money now that there's not enough money that they could offer for it to be worth it yeah you can't you can't do a cash incentive um no you could find some way to make it more prideful but i yeah i I just don't know how uh i i i think it's going to be it's going to be fun to see the final 
teams, like what they are. Like if LeBron is the well, captain, if any sort of, does he pick if Kyrie? Any sort of snubs. Yeah, yeah if there's exactly. any snubs, and then someone just plays their ass off. But you know, it's it's pretty interesting. If Giannis ends up winning it, he'll have to put a team God together. Only knows who he's gonna pick. Yeah, I mean, I know I know very little about the. I know he's a kind of a goon, which I like. I don't know that much about Giannis's, uh, you know, opinions on these sort of things. But I don't. I think it's interesting. I like it. I think it's cool. I just don't think it's going to make the game all that much better. Like no, 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 no. It'll make it'll make it'll add a little bit of intrigue. I watch the All Star Game almost every year because I'm just a glutton for punishment. Yeah, or at least I'll watch like the first half. You know, the other events that weekend tend to be pretty fun. It's just the game itself. Oh yeah, I love stinks. the other. I don't really like the the none of the games, but I like all the weird. You know, three point shooting is awesome. The three point contest is my favorite event. That's my sure. favorite too. Yeah. That's the absolutely absolutely the best one. That's the one that just delivers every year. Yeah, dunk contest. It depends on the year. Oftentimes, not particularly exciting. Sometimes, very good. Uh, skills challenge. They keep changing it. This. Guards versus big men thing was kind of interesting, but um, and then I, I used to love the WNBA NBA combined thing, but mm-hmm. with the legend and the active players, but I think that doesn't happen anymore. Um, uh, so yeah, I don't I don't know. It's a uh, does yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, uh, uh, I just I was going to try to uh, uh, <laughs> refocus this conversation a little bit and just ask you if there are any glaring snubs to you on these lists is there anyone that you're like no i jason tatum at number seven is pretty funny that's pretty crazy uh, yeah yeah but i mean no, they have the best record no. in the east you know there should be a few people represented on that list yeah i'm just not sure he's who the other person should be uh, i mean also isaiah thomas isaiah thomas seven. is obviously a little ridiculous yeah yeah the man has played 17 minutes of basketball or something but he's number seven in, in fan voting so that's not gonna yeah, I mean it's a popularity contest, and yeah. luckily the fan voting is only like fifty percent of the of the decider. Last year, you had this thing with uh, Zaza Pachulia was like uh, almost voted, almost voted in the starting lineup. Yeah, um, because, because people are horrible. Yes, there's nothing really like that this year. I mean, you could argue that Ennis Kanter is a little bit of a troll thing, although he's been playing <laughs> pretty well. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I the rookies in there like Lonzo. It's a little ridiculous, but you know, whatever. It's fun. Yeah, that's what it, I mean. That's who the the difference between like people voting for Zaza Pachulia, which is just Warriors fans being like, we don't have any joy, so we're just going to be uh, sticks in the mud and <laughs> vote for this guy who clearly doesn't belong. Like, well, it's like when the A's. It's a Bay Area tradition. Like when the A's tried to get Sean Doolittle to be the face of, MB, of MLB or whoever it was. It wasn't. Was it Sean Doolittle? I don't remember. It's some guy from the A's that did not. But <laughs> made it to like the finals. My only point is the votes for Lonzo. Like, does he deserve them? No. But Lakers no. fans probably genuinely want to see him in the All Star game. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but I, I, you know, it's just a little ridiculous. But whatever. Okay. Well, moving on. Moving on. We've got uh, Isaiah Thomas back in action. Yeah. He had a very productive game in uh, uh, Portland. Or was it in Cleveland against Portland? It, I think it was in Portland. I watched the highlights and I don't even remember now. I watched the game, which I still don't know. I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. The Blazers' schedule. It was. This is, again, a riveting, riveting podcast. Yeah. Uh, it was in Cleveland. So, uh, yeah, he looked really good. Efficient. Yeah. Uh, just kind of what you 
what you want him to be like a a, a, a very uh, prolific scorer who wasn't a tremendous uh, defensive liability from from what I could tell. No, a couple of a couple of times I actually thought he was playing pretty good defense. He was, he was you know in the right place. I mean, you know he's doing what a five nine human being can do on a basketball court yeah. defensively. Yeah, I uh, I'm excited. You know, like I uh, I love Isaiah Thomas. Um, I thought, you know, as as happy as I am to have Kyrie, like, uh, uh, he was, you know, he was beloved. so beloved. beloved. Yeah. yeah. He was just really fun to watch. Um, and I was honestly a little concerned about uh, how he would fit in in Cleveland. And obviously, one game doesn't mean anything. We'll, we'll have to see a little bit more before we really know. But, like... Um, in Boston, uh, it was like a five-man job sometimes to get him his shots and looks. And, but he was the only option, you know. But they ran a ton of screens and, and uh, you know, all, all those. It wasn't like he was just creating offense, like dribbling the ball up and, and finding a way to score. It was a lot of, a lot of sets and a lot of actions to, to get him those shots. And I thought, couldn't help but wonder when he, when he didn't have uh, – such consideration as uh, probably, I mean, I guess on the offense, he's probably the second option on the Cavs right now, but you've got other probably. really good players. Um, I was just wondering how that, that would all look, and, and at first glance, uh, pretty encouraging, you know? Yeah, so far so good. I mean, it does make sense that LeBron uh, draws so much attention that uh, that he'll kind of get those opportunities just by virtue of, of people having to pay so much attention to LeBron. Much like Zach Lowe, I don't know if you read his piece today, I'm interested to see what this does for Kevin Love because LeBron and Kevin Love have been pretty good together this season Yeah, with Kevin Love at center. And, and um, some of the rotation changes and Isaiah having more of a primary point role, it'll be interesting to see what happens now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, certainly uh, he he is completely capable of delivering the same kind of um, you know fourth-quarter heroics that Kyrie was, was doing for them and 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 should be able to be basically what Kyrie, what Cleveland Kyrie was. I don't think he can be what Boston Kyrie is, but um, but the teams are just so different. Yeah, I uh, I, I find myself in this like kind of weird uh, limbo of sports fandom because you know that I really don't like the Cavs, but uh, I love Isaiah Thomas, and and I really does do hope it works out. I mean, well, if it's Cavs Warriors in the final, it'll be really easy to root for the Cavs this year. Obviously. Yeah, it'll be cushion. It'll cushion the blow when you have to root for them. Yeah, and I'd love to see him win it. Ring. Uh, they exactly. played the Cavs played in Boston uh, the next day. That was the game that we watched together. And uh, obviously, Isaiah <laughs> didn't play, but you know he got a really, really warm reception, um, both from the fans and from the, the, the Celtics, his former teammates, and, and the new Celtics. Because there's only four guys on that team that he played with. Yeah, I know it's crazy. If he uh, if he wins the championship with uh, with Cleveland, it'll be like when uh, Ray Bork went to the uh, Avalanche and won a championship after he left the Bruins. All right, Dennis Miller. There's a deep cut point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeesh. Herb does not care about hockey. I want everyone here to know that. I don't really care about hockey. I mean, I watch yeah. it when the playoffs come around. The problem with hockey is it just runs in tandem with the basketball season. It's kind of like... I know. It's impossible to watch both. I think you can be a casual yeah. fan of both, but if you're really hardcore about the NBA, which yeah. I'm super hardcore about the NBA, uh, you just don't have the time. The hardcoreist, yeah. yeah. Um, cool. 
uh, what else? There's not a whole lot else to say about it, I guess. Just like Isaiah no. Thomas. Is, uh, We're happy Isaiah's back. We hope you stay healthy, Isaiah. Yeah, we hope he stays healthy. We hope that he genuinely has uh, uh, rehabbed this issue, and uh, yep. uh, it'd be it'd be great to see him have a, a productive year and get paid. You know, the nice thing is, yeah, if yep. LeBron leaves, he doesn't have to stay in Cleveland. He can go wherever he wants. Yeah, Isaiah's set up. Someone's going to pay him a max contract. Yeah, I think so. If he if he comes back and he's healthy this year, yeah, absolutely. Ooh, here's a fun hypothetical. Hmm. Uh, Isaiah proves that he's healthy. He proves that yep. he's his value is the same as what we thought it was last year before he got injured. What is the best fit for him next year? Oh. Huh. San Antonio Spurs. That's not a bad call. Um, they're... Tony Parker's getting older. Uh, the backups, you know, Patty Mills is is great, but he's not Isaiah Thomas. I believe Pop could do what he needed to do to get to you know hide the deficiency on defense. I mean, it's not like Tony Parker's a... Gary Payton, you know. No, and they don't have anyone who can reliably score other than Kawhi. Basically, they don't play a lot of one on one basketball, and obviously that is one of Isaiah's strongest points. But you know. I think just having that instant offense when needed, and I, I, you know, Isaiah seems like an incredibly, Isaiah Thomas seems like an incredibly, you know, team-oriented guy. I think he'd fit in well there. They're probably one player away from getting back into the real mix. You know, that, who knows if either Tony Parker or Manu Ginobili will be there next year. That's a pretty good call. That's a pretty good Thanks. call. I like that. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. I would have said... Um... I don't know. Yeah, I just yeah, I don't know either. I mean, that's like obviously ideal, but I guess if Tony Parker and Manu both left, they would probably have the money to give him pretty close to a max. I yeah, really I don't think anyone's going to give Isaiah Thomas a full max. But we'll guess we'll see. Uh, it'll be a max, but it won't be a max on years, is what I'm guessing. Yeah, we'll see. It'll be a dollar wise. It'll be the max, but it'll be like three years or something. Cool. Um, yeah. Little fun story. Uh, and. China, it's it's just so funny to me that like teams actually control this aspect of their brand. But uh, well, you understand why, right? I understand why. I just still find it amusing. Mm. So the Mavericks, uh, and a Maverick uh, is is a cow, a small unbranded calf. Uh, in uh, China, they're known as the uh, the little cows, and they've changed the official translation to the Lone Ranger Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, it's worth mentioning that, um, you know, obviously Chinese uses uh, ideograms instead of, instead of uh, an alphabet, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, there are different ways to um, say something like mavericks, which is a word that we, they obviously don't have in Chinese because the original origination of the word is a, a, the last name of a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how you're going to write that, which characters you're going to choose in um, Chinese will change what the sort of English literal translation is. It still means, uh, you know, they, so their original thing was to try to get closest to mavericks, which is little cows, right? Because that's what... Um, that's where the word maverick comes from. As the story we will post in the um, show notes uh, mentions, that it was about not branding your cattle originally.
originally. Right? Mm-hmm. And that was like a bold, a bold move. And the current connotation of boldness, right? So instead of, so little cows is not particularly bold. So uh, they changed it to uh, three new characters, which roughly translates, yes, to Lone Ranger heroes, which is pretty funny. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, but you know, that's, I mean, I, I liked uh, Wild Horses or Fierce Colts, but Lone Ranger Heroes is by far the funniest possibility. I, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's, I mean, this is like, uh, you know, who knows how that's perceived, you know, in our language, the kind of, it's like when you hear what a, when a movie gets its title translated and they translate it back, how, how funny that can be. There was the uh, pretty famous uh, Star Wars uh, retranslated uh, cut. Did you ever see that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is extremely, uh, extremely entertaining and amusing. If people don't know what I'm talking about, some, I think it was a Japanese or a Chinese version. I can't remember. But, uh, I think it was Japanese. Japanese. Someone, sure. someone took the, the Japanese translation of Star Wars and retranslated it into English. And there's just this video where the, uh, the, those subtitles are playing with the movie and it's hilarious. Um, so I think there's a little bit of that, like the Lone Range Heroes. Uh, it sounds, Sounds pretty silly on my ears, but uh, uh, but it's probably not. It's probably probably works in Chinese. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I think that it 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 doesn't really. You know, I mean, obviously, when you translate back, it's it, translation is just really really hard, and you know, especially with Chinese and Japanese, you can translate in lots of different ways. Um, and if you were to literally translate back, for example, um, the 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 word for irony, the way you write irony in Japan is. Um, is uh, uh, skin plus uh, ah, damn it now I can't remember it but it's it's really really weird right it doesn't make any is it skin plus meat yeah it's skin plus meat right so like that's really weird what so is that? If, does that is that is there any that makes no sense to me but okay it comes to, it's a Buddhist thing it has to do with uh, uh, irony in Japan in Japan is is seen as sort of not a positive thing mm-hmm. and. Uh, the idea is that um, that uh, bones and marrow became the meaning of essential, and skin and, skin and meat became superficial. And irony then kind of comes from that. Anyway, it's, it's a long process, but the point is that uh, this is not in Chinese, by the way, only in Japanese. But mm-hmm. the the character for skin and, and the character for meat combined means irony. So if 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 there was some irony in Star Wars, and then you re- literally retranslate it back, it'd be like, wow, this is a really skin meat situation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> It'd be really freaking That'd be weird. great. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's really, really hard to do translations, especially when you get to idioms and, you know, things like that. You know, uh, there's so many weird... Uh, when I was in Germany last time, there was this book, there's this, like, newsstand selling postcards of, of common German idioms translated directly into English with no explanation, which was extremely funny to Daria, and I didn't get it at all. But um, one of the common German expressions that I saw there is, I think I spider. Wait. Which apparently means, I think I spider. Oh, I see. Not like spider the animal, like spite her. No, no, no. Spider the animal. Oh, like spider the animal. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I spider. And what it means apparently is, I think I'm going crazy. I'm I'm trapped in webs or like, you know, I I don't know why. But at any rate, when you write it directly in English, it makes no freaking sense. Language is a crazy thing. Language is a crazy thing. Yeah. Um, I think we have time for one more topic. That's just as well. uh, I I have a favorite one. 
Okay, go ahead. Do you have a favorite one? I assume it's the one that you posted. No. No? No. It's one of the ones you posted. Well, there's only one left that I posted. No, that's not true. There's three left that you posted. Oh, oh no. There's two left that you posted. I reordered these. Okay, go ahead. Which one? Well, cause it's, it's not Craig Sager. <laughs> oh, the Patrick Ewing? It's the Patrick Ewing yeah. story, yeah. Have you watched? That clip is amazing. It is great, yeah. It is fantastic. Let's talk about this. So Patrick Ewing uh, is now the coach of his alma mater, Georgetown. And He'd been trying uh, to get an NBA head coaching job for years and years and years. For years, and just for some reason wasn't getting it. And uh, Georgetown forward Marcus Derrickson apparently thought the shot clock was running down and did this, like, Dirk Nowitzki one foot step back fadeaway shot that the yeah, absolutely really silly, the... silly circus shot. Yeah, and clanked off the front of the rim, and they have him mic'd up in the huddle, Patrick Ewing, saying, "What was that shot? What have you ever shot that shot? Do you practice that shot?" <laughs> and then he's, and then the, the player apparently says, "Like, yeah," and he's like, "When? When? Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> he just like he describes the shot just so incredulously like why on earth would you ever shoot that shot it's i really recommend worth watch it's really worth watching because you know ewing has such a deadpan delivery i uh, i just love seeing sort of the way that an all-time you get a little insight into the way that an all-time great approaches this game you know yeah like patrick ewing uh would would never have in never have taken a shot like that because he because his his process was like most great players practicing and practicing and practicing so that you could, uh, uh, execute in a game. And it's just funny for, to see him with, uh, you know, this raw talent. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you hear stories about like, you know, Kyrie or, or Steph or whoever practicing truly ridiculous shots. Oh yeah. Right? I, the, and the, that way, my favorite is Dirk Nowitzki. There was a, I remember when they were in the finals, there would be these great montages where they would kind of show him before a game practicing these shots that it just, it kind of looked like he was like tripping and falling to the basket and just throwing the ball up. And you're like, what, mm-hmm. why is he doing this? And then they'd show it, they'd show him in the game making all the same motions and, and he was completely unstoppable. You know, these guys, yeah, these yeah. really, really the greats, you know, they know, they know what they're doing and they're, they know what they're trying to put together. Yeah. I mean, c- Curry doesn't shoot those half court shots like because he's like hoping, you know what I mean? He he shoots them because he's practiced them a lot and he knows he has a certain percentage chance of hitting them. Yeah, yeah, right. Kyrie doesn't take these ridiculous shots. I mean, they they really do practice this stuff. And so I think it's if I think if the guy had, if he if Ewing had seen this player doing this in practice, you know, I mean, you're not going to make every shot, but when you miss a circus shot like that, that there's no evidence you've ever attempted before, and there's like nine <laughs> seconds left on the shot clock, it's like what are you doing? They won the game, so I mean, it's they did win the game, and. uh uh, they're probably going to be okay this year. Um, yeah, they have a bright future. I like I like Patrick Ewing a lot, especially you know Patrick Ewing when he was a player was a really intense dude. He always seemed like he yeah. was really angry. It's great, yeah, but uh, wasn't exactly fun. Uh, retired Patrick no. Ewing is awesome. I really like yeah. him a lot. Did Did you watch the uh, Reggie Miller thirty for thirty from like? Now, probably oh, the like one about him scoring ago. at the what was it the, the something about the garden? Yeah, it was about his rivalry with the Knicks. Yeah, I did. Yeah, um, Patrick Ewing, uh, Patrick. Oh my God, Patrick Patrick Ewing. <laughs> Patrick Ewing uh, comes off as very sort of gregarious and and good humored. Um, yeah, I, I just thought uh, I thought it was, I was shocked watching it. <laughs> but he, yeah, he seems like a really good dude, and he also seems yeah, like he's got a really great uh, basketball mind. I hope uh, I hope the Georgetown gig works out for him. 
Yeah, it's really nice to see him get a shot. I just yeah. it kind of never made sense to me why he didn't, why no one would give him a shot. But yeah, who knows? You know, it seems like it's, it's kind of hard. hard to to break yeah. into that world. You know, there's only 30 head coaching jobs in the NBA. It's true, and then sometimes, uh, as I tweet, texted you about earlier today, uh, sometimes you give John Gruden a 10-year, $100 million deal. Oof. Yeah, I mean, if we could just quickly slide over into NFL rules. Just for one second, yeah. What the hell is that? What? I mean, so you think like he's not, you, you feel like even when he was coaching, which was quite a while ago, he was fairly overrated. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He kind of, he, almost like a... He took over a team that had kind of already been developed and built up, and uh, yeah, it's not. And he came from the team they played in the Super Bowl. <laughs> he knew, it, like, it, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I, there's no evidence that this guy is Phil Jackson or Red Auerbach or Brad Stevens or whoever, Greg Popovich. There's mm-hmm. no evidence that this is, like, the, the guy who is for sure going to, and, and I mean, 10 years? A hundred million dollars. I mean, I know that they're that's to such Vegas. an insane contract. It reminds me of when like the Lakers signed Magic Johnson to that twenty-year contract, twenty-five years. But that was only for one million dollars a year. Well, at the time, that was a lot of money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. But yeah, that was also crazy. But you know what? Magic Johnson <laughs> deserved that contract a lot more than John Gruden. I mean, John Gruden has not coached in five years. A ten. I think it's been longer than that, to be honest. Um, a, a ten-year contract for anything in the NFL is really, really crazy uh especially yeah yeah i mean it's not like I, if someone gave even if someone gave bill belichick let's say you know there's all these stories right now about the uh attention with the patriots let's say belichick left the patriots today that guy's like the greg popovich of football right yeah if you gave him a 10-year contract i think wow i really hope i really hope you know what you're doing yeah by the way it has been 10 years since gruden last coached wow 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 like what? How do we know he's not Art Shell? Like I just don't, I don't have any idea why you would give this guy. I mean, is he still in his? Holy moly! He's, he's in his fifties, right? He's in his fifties. He was really young when he. Uh, uh, I mean, but it's just like, what proof is there that this makes any sense? I mean, I don't care. I'm not a Raiders fan. I'm not even really a, necessarily a huge football fan. But like, I just saw this. I'm just. This is just. I want. I want the Raiders to be good because people really uh, people around here. Uh, that are Raiders fans are very passionate. Um, their reputation, I think, nationally is is a little unfair. They're not all these like psychos. No, they're not. But you think they're still going to be this passionate when the team's in Vegas? No, yeah, I guess you're right. They're going to Vegas anyway, so who cares? Yeah, like who cares? Yeah. It's just I just I, why not bring him on? I mean, I guess you're you know you got to lure him out of the booth. Although by all accounts, he was pretty ready. Yeah, it's, it's just like why not give him like a one year deal with a wink wink promise if you. You know, if you look good, we'll we'll take care. I mean, I don't know. There were and maybe that that was just too big of a risk for him. I mean, I'm sure that I'm sure their opening offer wasn't a ten year, hundred million dollar contract. Well, apparently they were going to give him part of the team. Oh wow! Yeah, I, I just this does not make any any sense to me. But you know, maybe I'll be proven wrong, and the Raiders will go on an unprecedented ten year straight Super Bowl run. Well, they're trending the wrong way right now. I know. What would they even have to do to justify that contract? Like, what would have to... You'd have to at least win a Super Bowl, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they certainly... They perennially... Certainly they need to have, I'd say, at least, like, a 600 record in his tenure. Yeah. They um, have to be perennially challenging for their division and the and the conference. 
They'd have to be. They'd have to at least make and probably win at least one Super Bowl. Maybe make it to another. I mean, they would have to basically be like Bill Belichick doesn't get a ten-year, hundred million-dollar contract. No, no. Even ten years ago, <laughs> oh, for, for sure. No, no. <laughs> so anyway, it just, it just it's just crazy. And it's crazy. That has been playground rules. Uh, unfortunately, we both have to run. We both have things going on because we're you know we don't just sit around watching we're basketball people, all day people with things to do. Yeah, but thank you yeah. so much for listening. Um, keep watching basketball. Ark, do you have anything you want to say? Not really. Happy, So happy to be doing this, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, we love doing it. We should watch another game sometime soon. We should. That was great. All right. Be safe. Be well. Be balling. Night, everybody. <laughs>